We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Hello and welcome to Yield Crime, where we discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear. I'm your host, Lindsay Valenti, and with me today is not only my sister and co-host, Maddie Stangle, but also special guest, Delaney Bartlett, who you may know from her YouTube channel, The Murder Nerd, but I will let her tell us a little more about that herself. Welcome, Delaney. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, my YouTube channel is just called The Murder Nerd. I cover cases. Sometimes I talk about recent cases, but I also kind of go into historical cases like you guys do. Mm -hmm. And I just find it really fascinating. And I was really excited to come on your show. We're excited to have you. Yeah, thank you for reaching out and offering to be on the show. We got connected through Podmatch, which is a really cool network of podcasts and podcast guests to kind of like match people together. So really excited to have you on the show. Thanks. And you are going to be regaling us with the mysterious death of one Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. Love Edgar Allan Poe. I've been a fan of his writing since I was a young middle schooler, which was way back (laughs) before rocks got hard. (laughs) But I didn't know this until, you know, after I was in college that his death was this whole mysterious thing that had never to this day been really solved as to what actually happened to him. And I find that just so delicious Mm -hmm. that he invented Mm -hmm. the detective story genre and his death was such a Mm -hmm. mystery. I'm like, oh, gold. (laughs) Right. Like, did he do that on purpose? Yeah. (laughs) Was that that all his doing? (laughs) That would be nice, but I I honestly don't think so. Yeah. (laughs) Sadly, if it was one of those things where he'd staged this fabulous disappearance a la, was it Agatha Christie who just like disappeared for a while? Mm -hmm. That would be super cool. But no, his his was a little more sad. But that's kind of on par for him too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very sad. (laughs) A little melancholy. Very on brand. Very much so. Yes. But yeah, we're coming up on the anniversary of his death. Basically, I went at it as Auguste Dupin would do, as I (laughs) retraced his last steps. And so, you know, it kind of starts, at least where I think it kind of starts, is on September 26, 1849. So he was in the midst of a lecture tour. He was going through Philadelphia, Richmond, Virginia, and Norfolk. And he was like trying to raise money. He was going to launch a new literary magazine called The Stylus. And so he was Mm -hmm. doing these lecture tours, trying to raise money. Anyway, he was back in Richmond, Virginia on September 26th as kind of a stopover. He had a friend who he had promised that he would meet with her and help her edit some of her poems. 
Could you imagine doing that while you're traveling? That's a lot. That's a good friend. (laughs) That's a good friend. Like, yeah, I'll stop my tour to edit for you. Right. Well, and here's the thing, if I remember correctly, so if there's any history buffs out there, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that she was kind of a big like patron oh, sure, of his. Sure. So, you know. <laughs> when she asked Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But <laughs> yeah, so fact check me on that, but I if I recall correctly, that was the deal. Okay. So he's in Richmond, Virginia on September twenty sixth, eighteen forty nine. He had a visit with his then fiance Elmira Royster Shelton, and mean. she said that he seemed like he was ill, that he wasn't feeling well, and she had urged him to call off the rest of the trip. Mm-hmm. And she had heard that there'd been a cholera outbreak oh. in Philadelphia whenever mm. Poe had been there, and she thought, oh, you know, he might be showing symptoms. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was like, nah, I, you know, I'll be fine. Did the total man <laughs> thing where it's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm not right. sick. My arm's falling I don't off, know. but I'm fine. I don't know. The men I know are total babies. <laughs> right. like, oh, I have a oh, Can you make me soup? Yeah. But yeah, but yeah no, he, he, he kind of brushed it off. And the next leg of the trip was going to be, he was going to catch a boat and go to Baltimore. Okay. And that, I guess, was where he was going to meet his friends. Sorry if I was unclear on that. Anyway, so 9.30 that evening, September 26th, he met with an old friend named Dr. John Carter in his Dr. John Carter's office. Mm -hmm. And they chatted for a while, but then Poe took his leave rather suddenly. He said he was going to a restaurant called Sadler's. And Mm. in fact, he kind of left so like hastily that he took the doctor's cane, which had a hidden sword in it awesome. and left his own. That's yeah, sweet. I know, right? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it, it's even more like when you hear the rest of the story, it, it becomes even more like crazy. But anyway, so Dr. Carter waited for Edgar to return with his cane, but he never did. Later on, Carter spoke with, the guy Sadler who owned the restaurant Mm -hmm. and Sadler said that yeah Poe had been there and he'd met with some friends and he'd stayed up talking and visiting until about midnight Sadler said that when Poe left he seemed sober and in good spirits so okay okay so not feeling sick right yeah interesting okay so his boat going to Baltimore for the next leg of this tour left at 4 a.m. the next morning. That is so early. (laughs) I know. Oh, my God. That that hurts me just thinking about it. (laughs) But um, apparently he left in so much haste that he left his luggage in his room at the Swan Tavern. (laughs) That sounds like something I would do. (laughs) No, this sounds like a murder mystery he's trying to weave. Yeah. Like, I know, right? <laughs> like, you forgot. <laughs> yeah. So weird. After that point, after, you know, when Sadler saw him at his restaurant on midnight, like, that's the last that we hear about him. But he, you know, he was apparently on the boat because the boat arrived in Baltimore on September 28th. There's some evidence that Poe had tried to call on an acquaintance of his that lived there, but he was out of town. But that's 
really, we don't have anything else telling us where he might have been or what he was doing from September 28th until October 3rd. Oh, wow. That's a, wow. that's a big span of time. Yeah. How awful would you feel being that friend that missed the call? I know, like right? At the end? Well, and yeah. He's got, but also... He's got no clothes or anything. So he's supposedly, right. like, or potentially in the same outfit for, like, over a week. Right. Well, if he was You're raising not. money, did he leave the money? Yeah. In his luggage? You would assume he wouldn't have it on his person, right? Or maybe he would. I, I honestly don't know about that, but that is a really good question. I don't think he left the money. And it might not have been that they were, like, giving him money. It might have been more like oh, they maybe. would pledge to support. Maybe. Sure. But I don't know. Or maybe they would send it in somewhere. They would mail. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, point. I don't know. Yeah. Almost like a, like wire the money or something. I'm trying to think of what they had yeah. available at that point in time in history. Like if it was something where they would send, you know, like a Western Union type of thing, like we are going to be pledging oh, yeah. you X amount of money. Or if it was, right. you know, like the weird checks they had. Yeah. Yeah. But I would suppose yeah. if people had just like cash or checks that they would want to give him, mm -hmm. he would have to have some of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, that's really not clear as far as that mm -hmm. goes. Like it, and it may be that he didn't have any money with him because he had dropped it off when he was in Norfolk yeah. visiting mm -hmm. with, with his fiance and everything. Yeah. Because there's yeah, no mention, totally. you know, I didn't find a way any mention about any money. So that's that's just my supposition on that so that would make yeah. sense to have it to give it to her because yeah you wouldn't want to be carrying a whole bunch of cash or checks or anything with you especially no. if you're traveling like that just seems like a recipe for disaster especially if he's like forgetting right. canes and luggage places <laughs> like yeah I well, know. If, he's, if he's well known too and people think that he's this wealthy famous you know yeah. artist essentially that he would be he would have money with him i think that would be a safe assumption as well yeah exactly be a prime target yeah, for that's... thievery mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and that brings us to october 3rd which was an election day oh and a man named joseph walker who was a typesetter for a local newspaper found Edgar Allan Poe in a, quote, semi-conscious state in the street. Ooh. What? Yeah, he was delirious and dressed in ill-fitting, dirty clothes, including worn boots and a cheap palm leaf hat. Weird. Because he was so sort of out of it, the only thing that this guy Walker could, like, get out of him was Dr. J.E. Snodgrass. So Walker wrote that name down and helped Poe get into like a room at a nearby pub to like wait until they could get a hold of this Sleep dog. Sleep it off. Yeah. 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 Well, that was nice of them. Yeah. That yeah. was very kind of him to help him out because I feel yeah. like normally too where you are, there are so many people who just would walk past him. Yeah. Just, right. No matter who he was. Yeah, just yeah. Well, and it might be that he just recognized him, like from being in the publishing biz or whatever. Yeah, I was like, like oh my, hey, are you, are you Edgar Allan Poe? Are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Yeah. Like, right. what, would I, what would I do if I saw a celebrity in the streets? You know, yeah. like, do you want me to help? 
are you practicing a bit like don't what's have, going on don't you have people you have people right no <laughs> yeah so they were able to get a hold of dr snodgrass and when he arrived mm -hmm. at the yeah. When he arrived at the room, he just assumed that Poe was drunk. That's a fair assumption. Because he was just acting. Yeah. Right. So they took him to this place called the Washington College Hospital, and they had a ward for recovering alcoholics. And so they took him there. Oh boy. They have a whole ward. Yeah. A whole drunk tank ward. Interesting. Yeah. Well, the DTs are rough, man. I, I'm behind that. <laughs> So they tried to make him comfortable and, you know, hopefully he would like dry out or whatever, but he never, he never got conscious or regained his mental state. Oh, wow. Wow. He, he couldn't answer any questions about, you know, what's going on? How did you get this way? What happened? Like he, he just couldn't answer any questions. He seemed like he was having hallucinations they said that on occasion he would shout the name Reynolds, but like nobody knows what that means or why he was yelling it. Or it was just like this random mysterious thing. Was opium still like a big thing then? Like, it seems like if he was hallucinating yeah. and stuff, maybe he right. didn't like technically OD or whatever, but maybe opium. I don't know. Right. But here's the thing. He was like this. He stayed in this semi-conscious hallucinatory state for four days. Yeah, that that nixes my theory. No yeah, drug. Yeah, that wouldn't be a drug. Mm -mm. Yeah, no drug, no alcohol, nothing. So on October 7th, 1849 is when he died. It's unclear. Some say he died at 3 a.m., some at 5 a.m., but they never filed a death certificate because it wasn't like required back in those days no autopsy was reformed and at first he was sort of hastily buried in an unmarked grave in baltimore's winchester burial ground that is so insulting like he wasn't a pauper that's horrible <laughs> like, that's just well mm, that kind of makes sense a little bit because a lot of hospitals like even to this day like to keep their death counts and their death rates low so it would make sense that they would want to kind of quietly put him somewhere and they or may not want to say that he died there. But people knew him. Yeah. Like you would think that one some of people the, knew him. You would think that someone but, who had seen him over the course of those four days would be like, Yeah, this is kind of an important guy. We should probably bury him with like a marker, at least. Like you know, like not just shove him in the ground but, in like a pauper's type grave. Right. Like, I suppose, but at the same time, do you want to be the hospital that killed Edgar Allan Poe? I don't think the well, hospital I mean, would have paid for it. It would have been like a friend or something, don't you think? Or maybe I'm assuming the friend. I think that's what it came down to is that he didn't have any money on him. He didn't have any friends that, you know, were good enough friends to like pay for his burial. Mm hmm. Right. And I mean, this is before embalming was really a thing. Like it had been invented, mm -hmm. I think, but it wasn't. So like you had to get them in the ground pretty quick. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, That's so true. I, I feel like it was just a matter of like, he didn't have any money. He didn't have any people and they had to, you know, get this carcass under the ground really quick. Yeah. And so it was just kind of, I mean, that's my theory. I don't know. <laughs> Did. And I suppose yeah, he would have been 
too delirious to say anything about his about like contacting his fiance or anything to have her right. come out there because you would think that that would be the first person you would contact but if no one really knew who his fiance was i mean mm-hmm. right or where how she was yeah, how would yeah. you even reach out to right. her and it's just kind of how like how things were at that time it wasn't like you know people walked around carrying id or mm-hmm. Right. had any you know there was no way to just easily get a hold of someone so you know right and who's to say too that they actually believed that was him mm-hmm. if right. he's like it's this delirious person that somebody said was at edgar Allan poe but he's acting so unlike mm-hmm. who he is they yeah. could be like oh well this is just some random guy with no money and no contacts and no friends and mm-hmm. we right. just gotta we just got to get rid of him. He did have a doctor who was, you know, sort of treating him while he was at the Westminster Hospital. His name was Dr. Moran. And Dr. Moran didn't offer a specific diagnosis or cause of death. The newspapers at the time reported that he died of, quote, inflammation of the brain or, quote, congestion of the brain. But again, no official diagnosis, no autopsy nothing like this. And so obviously over the years, there have been many, many theories, which I don't know. Do you guys have a theory or do you, do you want me to just jump into the theories? <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like if he was delirious, I mean, that could, obvi- that could be, yeah. you know, definitely dehydration in some capacity or if, if it was, some sort of brain swelling, he could have had a subdermal hematoma, Mm -hmm. which would have caused a lot of that like cognitive impairment. Mm -hmm. And you would, I mean, without really understanding what's happening, you would die slowly. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that, that kind of makes sense. So I don't know if he just fell and hit his head or if somebody hit him or he could have had um, a stroke, you know, like it. Yeah. Cause I, I looked up the symptoms for cholera. That's why I was tippy tapping. I did but, too. But I, I was, but I was like, I was like, none of these are anywhere yeah, no. near no. the symptoms he would have had. Yeah, mm-hmm. cholera is like gastrointestinal, right? Yeah, it's yep. you're basically stuffs coming out of both ends, and you basically die from dehydration. Until you die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it was that either. So a lot of people over the years have kind of assumed that he basically drank himself to death that he died of alcohol poisoning or some or maybe alcohol plus opium or you know some some combination thereof and a lot of that is because of this guy let me look up his name really quickly rufus griswold i love these names what a name (laughs) i love these names rufus griswold was poe's sort of colleague but also rival like they were kind of both writers and Griswold frenemies frenemies yeah yeah. kind of frenemies yeah yeah so he Griswold wrote Poe's obituary for the New York Tribune wow and it literally starts Edgar Allan Poe is dead he died in Baltimore the day before yesterday this announcement will startle many, but few will be grieved by it. Oh, <laughs> that. 
Yeah, so he rude. says, oh, damn. I know. He, I mean, this whole thing threw show, so much shade. It said that he had few or no friends. It accused him of harboring the worst passions like envy and arrogance. I mean, it did at least give him credit for being a good writer, but like it was a complete character Damn. assassination. That's so awful. And, and that literally like that piece of shade has kind of formed like the basis of what most people think about Edgar Allan Poe to this day. <laughs> and it was literally written by someone who was like, this is like the final word. He gets the last word in, oh, you know? Gross. <laughs> That is gross. Yeah. <sighs> but like we were just saying, if it was alcohol, like alcohol wouldn't last for four days like Mm-mm. that. No. And you would have had something, you would likely have something like cirrhosis mm-hmm. where he'd be vomiting mm-hmm. blood and, you know, that like black grainy ish mm-hmm. yeah. that, that you get. So that would have been something he would have pinpointed mercury poisoning causes shock Mm. permanent brain damage and some affected individuals experience mental confusion so it could be something where it was a matter of he was poisoned i don't know why but keep in mind so i'm going to throw out a wild conspiracy theory (laughs) because why not i'm ready it's not like he can like dispute it but so if he was missing or if people didn't know where he was for like five days and when they find him, he's like wearing clothes that obviously are not his clothes and he's delirious. Who is to say that someone on that boat didn't like realize who he was? Maybe they robbed him and tried to like get rid of him, but they didn't get the dosage right. So they did enough damage where he's like, I have like, he's super confused and disoriented and they're like, oh, shit, now what? So they try to disguise who he is by, like, putting him in all these random clothes and just kind of dump him somewhere in the hopes that he'll pass away. No one will know who he is. Let us assume he was a drunk that just had too much to drink and he died on the street. That's a pretty good theory. I mean, that is a good for theory. sure. For sure. I'm trying to see Another one of the big theories that goes around is, okay, well, maybe he didn't, like, OD on alcohol, but maybe he had this, like, genetic, there's a genetic disease, and I can't think of what the name of it is, that your body can't metabolize alcohol. Yes. And Mm -hmm. it, it was said that he would get, like, really, really sick after he would drink, even small amounts. And so they're like, maybe it was that, you know? Mm -hmm. But again, like his symptoms just don't line up with if because he drunk he had he had drunk (laughs) i'm a writer i know words (laughs) words are hard man words are hard they are (laughs) they are man but he he had imbibed alcohol and it didn't I mean, like, he would get sick, but it wasn't no, like, four days of being yeah. completely out of his mind. So I kind of don't think that was it. Where was he found, too? He was found in front of a tavern that was also a polling place. This was an election day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which I want to wait for. I want to make that the last one. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Because <laughs> it's, it's my favorite theory. The, if it was mercury poisoning 
if he was found close to like an industrial area, he could have had, he could have breathed in a lot of that mercury too and mm-hmm. exposed that way. Potentially yeah. not just like eating a bunch of fish. Yeah. <laughs> right? a bunch of just fish. No money eating raw fish. <laughs> right. But isn't it more of a slow acting? Cause that's why they called the mad yeah. hatters, right? Yeah. Yeah. That they would be exposed to it and they would slowly, you know, kind of like lead poisoning. It yeah. would build up and build up and you would get worse and worse gradually, gradually over the years. But so if someone like tried to kill you with it and like injected you with it. It could be acute. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say about like the alcohol thing. And now I just lost my train of thought. It could be tainted alcohol. Oh, what if he knew he got sick, why would he drink a lot of alcohol? You know, like he wouldn't right. he wouldn't set out and be like, you know what sounds like a great idea today? Getting really sick by drinking a lot of alcohol. Exactly. Well, and he was he had a responsibility. He was doing an official tour. This wasn't him just hanging right. out. It was him like meeting people along the way, but he still was on business essentially yeah Yeah, absolutely and during that time it's been said that it this was one of his sober because he would struggle with alcohol Mm -hmm. he had you know had his struggles in the past but he seemed as though he was he had kicked it and was like staying sober Mm -hmm. like even the innkeeper the restaurant person said like yeah "Yeah, they were visiting and laughing but he wasn't drinking he was sober he was sober when he left yeah. And that would make sense, too, because if he had to catch a boat at four in the morning, you wouldn't want to get drunk at midnight and, and try to eventually pass out in your room up. and miss the bus or the, <laughs> and the bus, the your boat. boat. Yeah. <laughs> the bus of the sea. The, you know, the water bus. <laughs> it ended up being a struggle bus for him either way. It, yeah, that's true. It's true. Yeah. All right. I'm well, ready for the conspiracies. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about possible alcohol poisoning, about the possible genetic disorder. Some people think he might have had a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when his body was disinterred in order to be buried in Baltimore with, you know, a proper headstone and all that, mm-hmm. the undertaker who handled his remains said he heard something hard rattle around inside the skull. And so, you know, but they didn't x-ray or, you know. Yeah do any kind of autopsy so like okay maybe possibly but it's weird like if he has a brain tumor why is he wearing these odd clothes you know yeah well and what would be rattling around yeah i was gonna say do tumors like solidify like after you die like what happens to tumors after you die i'm gonna google it it depends on the type of tumor. So, I mean, I it could be like calcifying the skull. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 So, I, I mean, that is a possibility. <laughs> or maybe if he got, if he got like hit or something at some point, like a tooth or some sort of bone could have gone up where it shouldn't have caused some yeah. brain issues. Yeah. A tooth would have rattled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the brain tumor theory fits much better with his symptoms, right? Yeah. But the fact that he was wearing these weird clothes, and you could say, well, you know, he forgot his luggage, so he had to just buy whatever he could get. But, like, 
Poe was always very meticulous about his looks. Right. Like, even when he was really poor, he always made sure he looked very neat and nice. And, you know, that was just his his thing, you know. And for him to wear, like, the clothes he was wearing were not anything Mm -mm. he would have worn. And, like, the cheap, weird hat and, like, the rundown boots, like, it just, like, that does not make any kind of sense. Right. Yeah, that to me means that somebody robbed him and traded clothes at some point. Yeah, right. And and that, I think, a vagabond. is a good segue into, let me give you a little, little historical lesson here. Back in the day, there was a practice called cooping, C-O-O-P-I-N-G, cooping. And so this was, you know, back in the days when politics was very different mm-hmm. and literally like political you know, politicians and political parties would have like gangs, like, yes, yes. I have heard of this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what they would do is they would kidnap people on election day and either get them super, super drunk or beat them into submission and then like force them to vote for whatever candidate and like mm-hmm. make them change clothes, take them to a different place, have them vote again, you know, rinse, repeat, interesting sure sure, yeah and so this is why i feel like this theory fits the most okay sure number one he was wearing weird ass clothes that were not his clothes Mm -hmm. yep you know why else would he be wearing these clothes number two it was election day and he was found right in front of a pub that was a polling station yep right like here's your last stop yeah he kept saying this name reynolds and so it makes me wonder if they had, like, you know, told him, if they ask your name, your name is Reynolds. And so he was just sort of like his gotcha. brain. And so if they had beaten him, if they had struck him in the head mm-hmm. and given him, like you mentioned earlier, a subdural hematoma, mm-hmm. that would absolutely fit with the symptoms. And because he had such thick hair, I mean, they didn't shave his head. or They wouldn't have even thought to look on his head if they thought he was drunk. No. Right. If it wasn't bleeding or whatever, like they didn't. And so, and then that also explains the rattling in his skull that if he had a skull fracture that caused a subdural hematoma. Sure. And then Mm -hmm. through the process of decomposition, those little pieces of bone, you know, fell away into the cranial vault. That's what I think happened. The swelling would have gone down too Mm -hmm. after death. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't have known too with a lot of subdermal hematomas, you're, you're, skull doesn't expand as right. your brain swells so right. there would there would have been no outside symptoms right which is why it's so deadly mm-hmm. yeah exactly and they did the exact wrong thing you know they just tried to make right. him comfortable and let him sleep they yep. didn't even think to look for any kind of brain trauma <laughs> really can't let him sleep yeah yeah not a good idea and so that's that's what i think fits with everything and this is why it goes back when I said that him having that cane that had a sword in it is such interesting. Like he potentially could have defended himself quite sure. well. Mm-hmm. Sure. But he probably had no idea that that cane had a sword in it. Why so, would he? Right. Why would he? Well, and at the same time too, who's to say that he wasn't jumped by like mm-hmm. several men if it was kind of gang activity in that way. And they they just saw an outsider who could vote for the people. Like they mm-hmm. caught him as soon as he got off the boat. Mm-hmm. Yep, welcomed him, 
tricked him into like a meal or something. Pretend if even that, buddy buddy. they could have just jumped him. Well, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Or pretended to be somebody that like, oh, you're you're here for a talk. Like let's let's lead you over here, and then just hit mm-hmm. him on the back of the head while right. he's not paying attention. It would make sense then too why nobody else had heard from him if somebody intercepted him right away as soon as he got off the boat. And they wouldn't have necessarily had to have gotten him right off the boat. Just because there's no records of anything doesn't necessarily mean he was missing. I mean, these, Mm -hmm. I mean, he might've just been, you know, maybe took a day to rest in his room and then just, you know, went out and got something to eat. And I mean, there were no records. People didn't well, leave records the way we leave them now, where every single thing we right. do, there's a digital, you know, our cell phones ping mm-hmm. and we use our debit card and, you know, blah, blah, blah. He could have just been, you know, kind of laying low or whatever. And then on election day, you know, he was out and got jumped and this happened. I suppose, yeah, because you wouldn't have to necessarily, you know, write in, check in with your identification at that time. Because you wouldn't right. necessarily have had any. People mm-hmm. didn't carry around IDs, really. Like, it wasn't something that you just had on your person. And if he's trying to raise money, it's not like he would go to a highfalutin, like, high-end hotel where people would want to make known that he was there mm-hmm. or something was happening, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wanted to lay low, and so he would go mm-hmm. to inns or different. Yeah. yeah. Or... And maybe he was thinking he could just stay with his one friend. Mm-hmm. And then when his friend mm-hmm. wasn't home, he's like, oh, well, I just got to find a place cheap because, you know, maybe I don't have a lot of money on me. Yep. And so he just found, right. you know, some pub with rooms or, you know yeah. what I mean? Like just yeah. whatever he could find. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> well, and like if it was a super busy polling day depending on how many people were out and about in town, it would have been very easy for him to kind of get lost and, you know, mm-hmm. if unless people knew who he was or recognized him, he could have just been, you know, staying mm-hmm. wherever. Right. Because, I mean, he he wasn't that recognizable. Like, he wasn't that much of a personality where people would be like, oh my god! It's Bo! Yeah. It's Edgar Allan <laughs> Poe! Yeah. Kind of like a famous author nowadays. Like, people who read right. would be like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so. Mm-hmm. But people who mm-hmm. don't, I don't know, who's that? Yeah, who cares? exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and especially with it, having him dressed in those weird clothes, mm-hmm. you know, he looked even less like himself. Yeah. Right. He just looked like a drunk. Especially if he was known for like really caring about his appearance and how he looked and putting his best foot mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's no way that's him. Yeah. Who's this schlub? He just looked like him. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was a theory that it was actually his fiance's brothers that had him killed because they thought he was just trying to marry their sister for the money or whatever. But again, mm-hmm. that doesn't explain why his clothes were change yeah and so that's why i i feel like the cooping theory is the one that best fits the evidence that makes a lot of sense based off of all the different elements yeah i think it was a cooping gone wrong (laughs) i think they were too i think they were too rough and and he died because of it Mm -hmm. yeah because with dark hair and stuff like that i mean if he didn't bleed or if he did bleed in it 
healed, like it dried by then too. Cause who's, who's to say how long he had been in that state too. Right. Cause yeah. Cause they'd taken him the, the one typesetter guy, like just took him to like a room at a pub just to like give him a place to stay and be comfortable. Maybe he had a little blood and the guy like cleaned it up in his yep. efforts to, mm-hmm. you know, try and help him. Or when they took him mm-hmm. to the hospital, maybe one of the nurses cleaned it, you know, they just thought, Oh, you know, he was yep. drunk. Yeah. He passed out. Yeah. He know, hit his, he hit his hit head his when head. he fell, which if you thought he was drunk, of course you would think that, of course you would assume right. that mm-hmm. you wouldn't think yeah. that someone had intentionally hit him in the head or anything. Yeah. But again, that whole thing with the clothes, like that's the, to me, mm-hmm. like that's the one piece of evidence. <laughs> yeah. And again, that matches your theory. Cause if they would change right. their clothes, so they didn't look the same when they took him from station to station for voting, that makes total mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And now I don't want to take credit for that. I'm not the first person to <laughs> come up with that theory. So <laughs> don't, don't, don't give me any credit on that one. I'm just, I've read a lot of other people's theories and that's sure. the one I, I tend to agree with. <laughs> yeah. That does yeah, make a lot sense. of sense. Yep. I still want it to be Mercury just because that's what I threw out there, but it doesn't make sense <laughs> given all be. the other components. It- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it could be. The thing that was rattling around in his skull could literally have just been like a stone or something, you know, that got mm-hmm. after he was decomposed or whatever. Like The rattling could have been fillings that would have mm-hmm. fallen out as he decomposed as well because mm-hmm. they did use like hardcore metals. Mm-hmm. So if he had any dental work, yeah, that's could true. have been rattling around. Yeah, I don't know if he did, but. It could be. Yeah, that's not something that, unless it was super obvious, that we would have necessarily kept tabs on around someone from yeah. that time. Oh, where yeah, are his medical records? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for telling us. Like, I yeah. was not familiar with his death at all. Like, I had no idea. I'm familiar with his works, but I guess I never really thought to research him as a person like his history and stuff so this is like mm-hmm. fascinating yeah. how old was he oh my gosh he was he was young wasn't he he wasn't he wasn't even yeah he wasn't yet. that old yeah he had just turned 40 in that he had year just turned he was 40. born january 19th wow. so he was 40 yeah so Yikes. not old at all no. but that would have been old then yeah, it would have been old then. <laughs> Considering people died from diseases all well, the like time. Well, like cholera yeah. and stuff during yeah. that time. Yeah. Broken bones. You know, they didn't have penicillin yet. Like, literally mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> well, and it was a time when, yeah, it was very easy to poison yourself without really meaning to because of right. mercury and arsenic and all that fun stuff. Would they even have been able to identify or treat brain swelling at that point? I think that they probably could have done something because, I mean, trepanning. is it? Well, I mean, if it saves your life. I don't think a lot of places did that, though. I think it was still, I think stuff with the brain was still kind of in its infancy. Don't quote me on that, but I feel like that's something that it wasn't, it it still wasn't a well-known thing where they would know to what symptoms to look for or how to even prevent that kind of thing from happening because i know like 
the whole like fevers thing, like having them die from fevers, like there wasn't a whole lot they did for that either. Okay, so during that time, it was considered to be a traumatic lesion. Yeah, because I feel like the whole, what did you say they called his death? It was swelling of the brain or whatever. Yeah, inflammation inflammation of the brain. brain. I feel like that was their catch-all term that they would use when someone passed away and there were no real... There was no real way to care, categorize what actually happened. I feel like that was kind of their catch-all. If yeah, if they weren't quite right when they passed away, but there was, but it wasn't like heart stuff or liver or anything like that. They were just kind of like, oh, it was something with the brain, right? <laughs> I guess. But they didn't even do an autopsy on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the other thing that's right. kind of amazing to me is they did do autopsies. That was a thing, mm-hmm. but they just didn't do one on him for whatever reason inflammation of the brain like that he they i feel like that was a educated guess after the fact Mm -hmm. but it was probably right you know yep yeah well and who knows like say this was a case of cooping would they have known or would they have uh, let me see if i can use proper english would they have recognized potentially some of the signs and maybe it was a matter of they didn't want to be associated with or they didn't want this to be getting leaked or anything if they were mm-hmm. in cahoots who, with whoever the politician was at the time or hmm. i don't know i'm gonna add more conspiracy theories to this mix <laughs> why not <laughs> why not <laughs> <laughs> no one knows it's fine <laughs> maybe somebody the person that dropped him off was one of the people a part of that gang or it got and out it was a favor the treatment was a favor <laughs> they knew somebody in that ward yeah <laughs> who knows well well it makes sense that they wouldn't do the autopsy though because if they didn't if they didn't want to pay for the grave they're yeah. not gonna pay for an autopsy and if they didn't have a medical school nearby that would jump at the chance for a cadaver yeah Well, and I'm not sure how it was at specifically that time, but I think Mm -hmm. it was still like illegal. Like you couldn't just donate Mm -hmm. your cadaver to science. Like Mm -hmm. this was the age of the body snatchers. I'm pretty sure. With cholera too, they if they didn't really know exactly how he died, they wouldn't want to mess with the body too much Mm -hmm. after death as well. Yeah. Yeah. But again, he had no symptoms of cholera. It was yeah. all like mm-hmm. mental stuff. I think they said that he had a fever, but... Which would I make mean, sense with subdermal hematoma. Yeah, with mm-hmm. brain swelling, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a fever. That's crazy. Because yeah, your body's trying to fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Dang. I know. And it's... I don't know. It's even just so much more delicious because he invented the detective story genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, like right. there was yep. no such thing until he mm-hmm. started with murders in the Rue Morgue with Auguste Dupin or how mm-hmm. do you say that? I'm probably absolutely mangling that name, <laughs> but the fact that we needed Auguste Dupin to, yeah. <laughs> to solve the case. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This was before the age of like Agatha Christie and all that kind of stuff with her murder mysteries and Poirot, Poirot, is that how you said? 
Mm-hmm. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm an uneducated American. I can't speak yeah. French. <laughs> I struggle with French. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't like, I feel like when I hear Winchester I, Hospital, that sounds haunted to me. Mm-hmm. Do you think think maybe somebody can talk to him and ask him how he died? <laughs> yeah. Go to the tavern. Get the spirit box out. He just says Reynolds. He's still confused <laughs> after death. Reynolds. Reynolds. Gosh, that would be tragic, wouldn't it? That would be so, so tragic. Confused. Well, thank you, Delaney, for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate you reaching out. I'm so glad you reached out to tell us this story. It was fascinating. Great story. Is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners before we close out for the night? Like, plug your show. Any plugs? Where can sure. they find you? Yeah. They can find me on YouTube at The Murder Nerd. The Murder Nerd. My next video that I'm going to be coming out with going to be something a little different. I'm going to review some of my favorite mm. true crime books for nice. something nice. a little different. Nice. But okay. Yeah, but normally you're going to see mostly like some historical and some more current murder and crime cases is kind mm-hmm. of what my channel mostly is. So if you're into that sort of thing and you don't mind a lot of cussing because in case you didn't <laughs> I tried to be good I really did <laughs> we, I mean we I feel like we cuss too on here without <laughs> sometimes so no worries if mm-hmm. I wasn't even I didn't even realize if you did let some fly I wasn't paying you know <laughs> we're so used to it that <laughs> it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other well, thank you again, Delaney, for coming on the show. It was an absolute pleasure meeting you and talking to you today. And on that note, as always, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Madison. And we'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime. Got something you want to say? Shoot us an email over at yieldcrimepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your story ideas, see any gifts you send our way, or if you just want to say hello. We're pretty friendly. Speaking of friendly, if you'd like to have real-time conversations with us, consider joining our Discord over at the Cultivate Network. You can chat with us over at the Old Crimers Cubby or catch up with any of the other great creators that are part of the Cultivate family of podcasts. Just click the link in our show notes or over on our link tree to get started today. If you're interested in ad-free content, consider supporting us with a one-time donation either over on Buy Me a Coffee or our Venmo page, both of which are in our link tree and in the show notes. If you'd like early ad-free content, not to mention some bonus material, become a member of our Patreon today for as low as a dollar a month. Looking for more content? You can find us online at yieldcrimepodcast.com. If you'd like to see pictures from this week's episode, not to mention bonus content and funny memes, make sure to follow us on Twitter at yieldcrimepod, and on Facebook and Instagram at Yield Crime Podcast. On TikTok, of course you are. Follow us at Yield Crime Podcast. If you want a playlist of all our episodes on YouTube, click the link in our show notes or in our link tree and subscribe today for not only a list of our full catalog, but a separate list as well, just of our Can You Crack the Cramp Word segments. <laughs>